or that will uh, aid in us getting to know each other, if that's a word that I wanted to use. Uh, for instance, uh, we have unrealistic expectations, and we have them going into the relationship. So since we have those expectations, there's really no need in us getting to know the person. We just feel that, okay, since you're a man, you should already know all. I should know that you're going to do whatever it is that I want you to do because just because you're a man or if you're a man getting to know the woman, you know, you, you have these expectations of her because she's a woman and uh, so that prohibits you in getting to know her as an individual. So that gets into the way. Those are the kinds of factors that we have to use in weighing in um, you know, how we get to know each other. And then we have the way that we were raised, how we were uh, brought up and at home. Um, 70% of all black children are grown, you know, they're, they're growing up without fathers. They're growing up in dysfunctional families where um, the art of communication is not set as the example. Yeah, and as a result... When you say that 70% of black children, you are saying that 70% of black American children. Right. All right, okay. Because, but, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. But, yeah, 70% of all African-American or black children, black American children in America were born out of wedlock. So they don't, and if you notice that they don't really understand what communication is or effective communication or communication uh, from a healthy perspective, they believe that if I don't get my way, then I'm just going to, you know, go off or I'm not going to uh, listen. And so they get into relationships that are dysfunctional because the relationship with their parents are dysfunctional, the relationship with their immediate family members are dysfunctional because there was no communication. There was no... And, and how are boundaries set? Well, boundaries are set because of communication. The parent lets the child know that what's acceptable versus what isn't acceptable. Can't expect the child to understand that if you don't tell the child, hey, you can't leave your clothes all over the floor in your room. You've got to clean up your room in order to be rewarded. And then we're not taught the difference between positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. And you know, the reasons why you're getting um, rewarded or the reasons why you're not getting rewarded is the idea of, well, uh, you're being punished today. Well, why? Because I said so. Well, that's not telling the child anything. So the child is raised in an environment that's unstable and mom will just go off on a hair trigger. And so this is the kind of and this, this this is the kind of communication the child learns at an early age. So when he becomes 25, 30, that he carries that with him. He internalizes that and he carries it with him. And he gets into a relationship, and so that becomes the norm for him. You know, he gets into a relationship with a woman, and that woman, and, you know, they, they don't communicate with each other. And as a result of that, you know, they end up fighting and arguing, and I see this all the time. Um, so that that's what um, 
this is what we're looking at as a culture. So uh, do, do, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> yes, I do. I was wondering what you were going to be like. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to be like. Uh, did I have anything to say about that? <laughs> well, oh. I was just taking. I, <laughs> I was just taking it all. Uh, taking it all in. Now, when you're talking about the uh, the fact that you know there's two different types of communication, I I totally agree. Uh, you know, we have the nonverbal and the verbal. Um, and when you're talking about how that ties into a relationship, <laughs> both are. <laughs> To me, both are very important. Verbal is just as important as nonverbal, and nonverbal is just as important as verbal. And what was the topic? The topic is relationships and what and again? Christian. And the Christian. And a Christian. And you're you're basically going over the types of communication right now, right? Right. Right. Okay. So when you say nonverbal, I know you're talking about like, you know, like grimacing and winking and handshaking and hugging, all that kind of stuff. And then I guess verbal would be, you know, whatever is said. But I I do think that both are are uh, needed in a relationship. And I understand what you're saying about the black American children growing up without fathers. I have to, I have to really pound on that because of the simple fact that my mother is from Jamaica and I, and a lot of those in, in Jamaica, and of course we have West African background too. And and in West Africa, we don't do the whole, uh, you know, marrying out of or excuse me, having. Having children. I'm sorry. Having children out of wedlock, we don't we don't do that whole thing. Uh, we do believe in marrying, and I'm not so sure what why. Uh, is somebody coming in? Is that what that noise is? Uh, that, that's me. That's my computer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not so sure why a lot of Black Americans uh, feel the need to have children out of wedlock. I don't know why. It's not it's not cool at all. A lot of people, especially that I know. They just uh, what I the, the one thing I don't like about it is when they start saying stuff like um you know they'll have kids at a wedlock and I'm like well why how long you been with this guy and she, the late girl will say oh actually let me go off a conversation I actually had with a guy once okay go ahead I, I said he was with this he has some children. I said, oh, he's got children. He was like, yeah. I said, so how long were you with that woman? He goes, oh, we were together for 10 years. I said, and you never married her? Oh, no, we just weren't ready. It wasn't the right time. I said, but you have two children by her, so it was the right (laughs) time. It was the right time, and you were ready to have kids by her, but it wasn't the right time to get married to her. He's like, why are you judging me for I said, I'm not judging you, but it doesn't make sense. If you weren't ready for her, then why why were you with her? In the first place, yeah, we were with her for ten years. How how much ready can you be after ten years? I'm not waiting ten years. If a guy is going to date me, I'm not waiting there ten years for marriage. You know, I don't understand that. I don't understand how women can do that. I feel like a year and a half to two years is plenty. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. I've asked uh, women that you know, I've had a friend, female friend that uh, I've known for about 
um, a while ago. This was maybe about five years ago, before I went to Chicago. And um, um, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but this was, she had a child, and I said, she she told me that, I, well, I asked her, I said, well, how long have you been with this guy? And she says, well, I've been with this guy for five years. And I said, okay, five years, why didn't you get married to him? Well, we weren't married, we, you know, he wasn't the right one and blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying to myself, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. You had a child with this guy, but yeah, he wasn't the right one to get married to? Mm-hmm. And, and so when you examine this whole, this entire, um, this entire mentality, you 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 notice that it's not logical, because I mean let's let's just look at this from this perspective. If if I knew you for twenty years, and we get together, we hook up or whatever the case may be, we get together, we have children, but yet we tell everybody that we didn't get married. But the first question they'll ask us is, how long have we known each other? 20 years. So that's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to make sense to the average logical, logically thinking individual. Why would you settle, you know, get uh, meet a guy, you know, you, you, you shack up with him or you cohabitate with him or he moves in or she moves in or whatever the case may be, you have children and then all of a sudden you guys are not married and then you turn around and you call that a, a house, you call that a home? For, yeah. That, that's not anything stable for a child to live in. And, and this is why... It's really not. Yeah, and, and this is why a lot of children are so unstable and they have children willy-nilly by anybody. Yeah, you know, I, just, I pretty much, and I hate being this way, but I, I, I can be a little judgmental, especially with women and men that have kids and that are not married. I, I kind of am judgmental about that. I I feel that, you know, it's like if I see a woman that has a child, like like even today on Facebook, the girl that I know, she had her child at a very young age. Well, 13 years later, her child is, you should see the post that this girl puts on her page. Her, her daughter, you should see this post that she puts on her page ratchet post. I'm like, this girl's going to end up being pregnant, just like her mom at a young age. And she's going to end up just like her mom. It's like mm-hmm. the cycle is going to continue, and it's like a generational curse. Yeah. And I hate being that way, but every time I think of it, I'm actually right. <laughs> it's like like mother, like daughter, you, you have to somewhere, you, you have to break the mold and say, look, I want my kids to be better than... I'm sorry, I don't mean to be mean. Can you please turn that down or or, or something, whatever that noise is? Oh, that that's the... You can hear that? Yes. <laughs> what is that? Oh, that that's the computer. That um, I'm I'm getting an I am I'm getting I am to death. Oh. And and it goes off when 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 I get an I am it it just. The sound just goes off, and I can't believe you heard that. Yes, I can hear it. I'm just like, what the heck is that? <laughs> but um, and I hate to be judgmental, but I'm just like, this girl's gonna like her mom. And you know, and uh, another another thing that I've seen is like you were saying with the girl that had been with the guy for five years, and oh, she didn't feel like he was the one. Well, if you didn't feel like he was the one, 
Number one, why'd you have children with him? I hate when women say, uh, but he wasn't the one, but I had a kid by him. Okay, if he's not the one, don't have a kid by him. You know, a kid is a beautiful thing. Be careful with who you want to be their father, you know. And then and the funny thing to me is women, they're always like, oh, you uh, uh, people that are married, when they have kids, they don't always stay together. But the statistics prove and show that women that have kids before marriage are more likely to divorce than people that marry and have kids. And they're always saying, oh, you know, don't always mean that. But yet these same women that always justify their actions are the ones that are begging the court system to make the father pay more in child support or those are the same mothers that are not getting child support or those are the same mothers whose baby daddies don't want to see their children. These are the same women going through this. And you think I want to go through something like that? Uh Uh-uh. Because when I, do get, when I do get married, I'm not going to have a kid with my husband right off the bat. I think I want to wait two years <laughs> just to double make sure that we can handle ourselves. If we can't even handle ourselves after two years, what is the point of us sharing a child? Um, my thing is, when I get married, I'm going to know my, I want the first two years, our newlywed wife, I want to be able to enjoy my newlywed wife. I don't, life. I don't want to just immediately have a kid. I know men that want to have a kid right away. That's not me. For what? The woman has to go through all that. You don't have to go through nothing. That's why you want to have a kid so bad. Well, when I get married, the first two years is off limits. I'm not having a child for you or for whoever, I, whoever I'm with. Because I feel mm-hmm. that is my time with my husband. That's our time to, we can do whatever we want. We can come home whenever we want. We don't have to find a babysitter. Then after that, if I feel that he is capable of being a good father, which I would have already known this before I got married, but that two-year that two-year mark lets me know, you know, gives me time to think and get even stronger with him. If you can't really build with him before you have a baby with him, what in the world makes you think that you can do it after you have a baby with him? Now, I got a uh, question. Um, okay. I, I got a question. Uh, do you really want to have children? <laughs> because I'm hearing that you really don't. <laughs> I do want to have children, but I don't want to have it the day after I get married. I got you. I'm not, yeah, I, I just don't want to get pregnant. I just don't want to be married on November the 10th and be planning and get knocked up, seed leading the egg on November the 11th. It's, I don't want to do that. I think my first two years of marriage should be kid-free. I love kids. I've got a niece. I've got two nieces and a nephew who are very spoiled by me. And so I have no problem with children. But I want to enjoy my newlywed life. I want to enjoy oh, yeah. the fact that I can do whatever I want. I don't have to... Worry about a baby crying at two o'clock in the morning. I got to get up, feed her, him or her. I don't want to have to worry about that in my, in my newlywed life. I want to enjoy my husband. I'm not saying I can't enjoy my husband when I have a kid, but I can enjoy him more when I'm not having the kid. <laughs> but uh, you know, and then after the two year mark, for me, I feel like yeah, let's try. But let's enjoy ourselves first. I'm not trying to rush, you know, and. Uh, you know, whoever I'm with, hopefully. Of course, I'm, I'm very picky with who I date anyway. I'm not mm-hmm. an idiot. I've 
dated so many wrong men, I'm like picky as crap now, so I know what I want and <laughs> what I don't want. I'm not going to date a man with a bunch of kids. It's just not going to happen because because you messed up your life having all these children. Don't be trying to put it on me. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm kidding. You know what? You, you, you know what? I, I don't want to interrupt you, but you, you said something that was key because um, I've been approached oh. by uh, – no, well, not approached, but when this topic usually comes up – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on just one second. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. I have to keep pausing and because I'm actually at work. Oh. At work, I work about the house. I'm like a, what they call a 24 hour living caregiver, and I actually live with the people that I work for four days out of the week. And so I was listening to. I was trying to keep an open ear for when I hear them say something. I have to see what they're talking about. Seems to try to call my name downstairs. So, anyways, I'm listening. I'm all ears. Go ahead. Your name is David, right? It, it, yes. Okay, get it, David. You're working? I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. you were at work. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm able to talk, though. Oh, yeah, I'm fine, because what it is, is I'm a living caregiver, which means I live here four days out of the week, literally, and then I get to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, uh, I'm actually working three and a half days, because I'm going to get off early Thursday, because I'm actually going on vacation. I'm actually going to the Bahamas. And right after the Bahamas, I'm gonna to go to Jamaica to see my mom, <laughs> and because uh, I miss her so much. <laughs> and um, so, is that yeah. where you're from? Yes. <laughs> hmm. You don't sound like you're from Jamaica. I was born there, but I was not raised there. Oh. Yeah, hmm. I was born there. Left when I was five, and came to. The United States. I grew up a lot of. I grew up around a lot of West Africans there too, so I do know a couple of languages. Like I do speak Tree and I do speak Patois and English. And I really don't consider Patois a language because it's a broken English. I consider it a dialect of English because, in order for it to be a, a language, it had to be a. It had to sound completely different than from the. In order for me, in order. In order for it to be a language, it has to be sounding and have different words than your original tongue. So if I spoke French, and but I grew up in Haiti, I wouldn't really call it Creole a language. I'd call that a dialect. If, if if that was the way I was, if I was if I was in that situation, because I was, you know, I know English. And I'm a patois. I don't really consider patois a language. I consider a dialect because it's broken English. You know, it's it's not all the way uh, there. We, there there is some native words thrown in there, but for the most part, it's really just broken English spoken fast in an mm. accent. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I, I, didn't, I would never have known you were from the islands. I'm sorry, I yeah. would have never known that. Yeah, if you see my skin color, you would, would know. I, I kind of have an island look. But, um, yeah, um, <laughs> like, for instance, um, like, girl, like the word girl, you know, that's mm-hmm. just girl. But in Patois, it's gal, G-Y-A-L-L. I've heard, gal. um, 
Um, yeah. yeah, I've heard Trinidad uh, people from women from Trinidad uh, pronounce it that they, way. They have their own pidgin English people from Trinidad, but um, so those are that's some of the differences, or like uh, boy is boy, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it's just it's a, it just sounds like a language when it's spoken fast, but if a Jamaican slows down the language for you, you can actually pick it up a little bit, but if people think it's a whole different language, I'm like, no, it is English. It's just broken, you know. So, But we do have our own native words thrown in there that are mm-hmm. not English at all. They're just words. But... Um, you know, so anyways, like for example, um, and the only ones I, I can think of is the cuss words, but like the mm. word blood clot, blood clot, that is literally a cuss word <laughs> in a lot of things, but the origin of it is basically a woman on her menstrual cycle. That is the origin of it, blood clot. That's the origin of the word, but that word is a cuss word. You can use it in the form of K-M-N or mother blank, so you can Oh, no. Yeah, so that is a cuss word, but the origin of that word comes from a woman being on her menstrual. It's supposed to be so disgusting that, you know, it's, you know, it's supposed to, you know how in the Bible it's, uh, it, you know, at that time it was like when, when a woman was on her menstrual, she couldn't be near her husband. She had to be in a different place, you know. She couldn't be, you know, she had to do things differently. You couldn't sleep in the same bed with her, all that. That's how they... That's not how they viewed it in Jamaica, but that's how that the origin of that word started because the woman that's a nasty, disgusting thing, that word is supposed to be nasty, disgusting. Anyways, I'm sorry, I got off topic. But anyways, oh. we're talking about relationships and justice. Oh, you were asking me something. Well, yeah, I was getting ready to say um, that um, most women that have a lot of children or at least two or three kids they require that you, if you're dating them, that you have to have you, you you know you have to include them as well, and and so that's why. Or if you say, well, I don't want to date a woman with children, it's almost like you just committed blasphemy. What do you mean oh, you don't want to date a you know? What do you mean you don't want to date a woman with with you know that has children? I don't want to date a woman that's got baggage. That's that. That's it. You know, I'm not saying that the and woman. It's it, and it's not always about baggage because there are women that have been married, their husband died, so they've got three kids. Right. But for the for the but for the most part, you know, the general, the most part, like my sister, she had, before she met her second husband, she had two children by two different men, mm. and all she wanted to date was men with their children. I'm like Danielle, what is what sense does that make? You got kids, but you want a man. Exclusively want a man with no kids, yeah, so that they won't be added to mine. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What single man, what idiot are you gonna find that's gonna be able to be want to be with you and the two children? Well, she found one, and now she's got three. All three of them have different babies, or all three, all three of them have different fathers. All three of them have different last names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand how women can do that. I cannot. I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. If I can help it, what? I want all my children by the same age. I'm not going to have a bunch of children. For one thing, I'm going to have four or five children. No. I want to have maybe two. I want to 
have one first and then think about if I want to have a second one <laughs> because kids are something else. I love my niece and nephew, but all three of them together can be somewhat of a challenge. But um, I want two children. I've always wanted twins, uh, but I don't want to have too many children. I don't <laughs> want to have more than I can bear. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just don't understand the mentality of women just having kids just to be having them. Yeah, I don't, have I don't, I don't get it. Really, I, yeah, I don't understand that either. Like, I'm very judgmental. Like, I'm super duper judgmental about that. And then women get offended. Well, you're judgmental. Well, you know what? It, 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 you know, like when the Bible says, judge not, you cannot be judged. That's it, exactly. Well, did you read a little further? Because if you remember, Peter, I mean, uh, uh, Jesus was talking to, I think it was Peter. Yeah, it was Peter. And Peter said, uh, I, I forgot how the story went. But basically, one man owed the tax, I don't know if it was a tax collector or not, but I think it was, one man owed the tax collector a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The other man didn't owe the tax collector a lot of money. And so the man, and so, um, so, uh, I forgot how it goes, but basically, um, Jesus was saying, you know, this man owes the tax collector a lot of money, but this other man didn't owe him a lot of money. Well, the tax collector forgave them both. He didn't let either one of them owe him. He forgave them. And then um, Jesus said, so Peter, which one do you think was more grateful for that, the one that owed him a lot of money or the one that didn't owe him a lot of money? And Peter said, probably the one that owed him a lot of money. And Jesus said, you have judged rightly. <laughs> the Bible says we can judge rightly. And basically yeah. that means if you are in the spirit, if you are reading your word, if you are living the correct life, thing, like the Bible says, you have the right, you have the authority yeah. to judge. Yeah, that's when exactly they say what judge, it says. When it says judge, you have to look at the context. In Matthew 7, when it says judge not, you cannot judge, all that kind of crap, you have to look at how that was written. If you look at that, he is talking about people who are who are not living the life, who are not living their life like the apostles did. A person that is smoking but telling you you shouldn't be smoking weed. I, a person smoking cigarettes but telling you you shouldn't be smoking weed. Or a person who, you know, who tells you, who a person that's, you know, whatever but they're doing the same thing you're doing because if you read further than that, because people like to read that one verse and that's it. So you got to read the whole chapter because it talks about how can you pull a note out of your brother's eye when there's a bigger one in yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to read the whole thing. They like to read that one verse and throw it at you. And the Bible says, uh, judge not, you shall not be judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you got to read the whole thing. You got to read it from a couple of verses before that and some after that. Because yes, it does say that, but the Bible says we can judge righteously. If we are living the righteous life, if we are his apostles, we are allowed, and we have the authority to tell you what you're doing wrong. And they, what it is is they don't like to feel conviction. They don't like to be convicted. Right. They don't like to be told of what they're doing wrong because they are so comfortable in their sin that it is impossible for them to do anything else but to do what they're doing. That's how comfortable they are in doing what they're doing. They have to find a reason because if you can point out how you are justified, they'll find something else. And here's another one. 
Bible Bible doesn't say I can't be gay. Bible doesn't say you can't be gay, but the Bible sure does say that men who are homosexual, that's an abomination. I can show you exactly where that is. And it's funny because the only reason I remember exactly where this particular verse is is because it's 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. So (laughs) that always helps me remember exactly where it is because of the 6 and the 9. It's kind of funny that it's this way. Well, it's not, but anyways, um, and it basically says uh, women or men, or excuse me, women that do these unnatural sex acts. And then somebody was like, well, how do you know that's what it talks about? I said, well, what is, it, what is an unnatural sex act between women? Because it talks about these women that are doing unnatural sex acts. Isn't it uh, Paul wrote Corinthians, right? So, yeah, Paul did it. Mm-hmm. These, these women that are doing unnatural sex acts, what do you really think that he's talking about? Uh, you know, think honestly, think for a minute. What, what do you think? Men exactly. who are, you know, Honestly, what is unnatural between two women? First of all, fine. If you don't want to look at the unnatural part, fine. Take the unnatural out. How about the sex part? <laughs> don't even worry about the unnatural part because it's already unnatural for two women to be together. But just, okay, so if you don't want to look at that, just forget about the word unnatural. How about just the sex part? Just read it as women having sex <laughs> with other women instead of women having unnatural sex. Because that's exactly what it says. And they try to justify their gayism. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't say you can't be gay, but it tells the consequences of what happens when you like your same sex. So I can say that. Those, that's the first thing they'll say. They'll say, the Bible says, I doesn't say I can't be gay. You're exactly right. It doesn't say that you cannot be gay. It does not say thou shalt not be gay. You are exactly right. It does, however, say what the consequences are for loving your own sex. It does say that. And I hate when people say, well, the Bible doesn't say you can't smoke. The Bible doesn't say this. I said, you know what? I can wrap that up all in one verse. That's why you have to know your words, because you have to shoot the word down. That's why they say well, it the does say is... that It does condemn the lifestyle. Um, it well, doesn't yeah. necessarily say that, you know, you, you don't, you can't yeah, be you know, gay. You know how they, you, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. They they wanted to say thou shalt not have sex. That's exactly. Or excuse me, thou shalt not be gay. They want it written in their vernacular. That's exactly how they want it written. It's not written like that, right? You know, and um, or they'll say, um, the Bible says uh, doesn't say we can't smoke. You're absolutely right. The Bible does not say you can't smoke, but it does say to keep your temple holy, and it does say to um, keep it clean. If you're smoking for 60 years, do you really think that your temple is clean? Do you really think it's holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable reasonable service? That's what it says. It says it says to keep your temple, keep your temple holy. Do you think it's going to be clean and holy and without spot, without wrinkle, if you're smoking? Come on. It might not say exactly what you're thinking, but you have to read the word. That's why you have to use the sermon. That's why that's why the Bible says that the Bible is sharper than any two it's, a, it's sharper than any two inch sword. It can cut people right in half. When you start reading it, it is so it is it is uh exactly right when it says that the Bible is like a two edged sword. It is it's sharp, just like a two edged sword. It is. Because you mm-hmm. can, once you read it and understand it, grass, you can cut people like, you know, you can cut people like pepperoni. You can cut them all up because <laughs> that's how sharp it is. And you can use 
against people. And uh, in other words, and, and then they always talk about, you know, smoking is not a Bible. No, it's not. But it says if you know it's a sin, if you know that smoking is wrong, if you know it's a sin, it's a sin. <laughs> even if you know it's a sin, even if you know it's wrong, it's a sin. And a lot of people that smoke know it's wrong. You know, they know it's bad for them. It does say to keep your temple holy. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. So you could always, that's why people have to be in the Word. They can cut people up with that Word. That's why why it says that the Bible is a sword. It is your sword. Like, you know, know your armor of God, the shield of faith, the the sword of the Spirit. The Bible is a sword because you can use that sword to slice and dice people up. I'm not saying it's supposed to do that, but honestly, it does metaphorically said the Bible is a sword. It can slice you up and slice me up. Sometimes I, when my pastor preaches, I feel like he's talking to me. The word pierces me, and it literally pierces me like a sword. That's why they say that the word is like a sword. I never understood that until I got older. I was like, why do they say it's like a sword? That doesn't make any sense. But when you get, that's why you're supposed to pray before you read it, read the Bible, that way you can have a better understanding. But it literally can slice and dice you. You can use it. You can use it to fight people. That's why it is your sword. Because you literally, when you go into battle with these wicked people, you can use it to really cut them, <laughs> really stab them with it. I mean, you can really use it to do that. That's why. And uh, but you know, I just don't understand why men and women. I keep attacking women, but I should say men too. Men, you know, they want to spread this seed across the land with different women and have all these babies. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. I, you know, but uh, they they do that because it's to them it's like a, a sense of power and domination. You know, this is what I can do. And girls, and, and I've noticed something that uh, I don't know. Maybe you've noticed it too, or maybe you haven't. But uh, uh, well, I, I'm like eight hours north of you. So I see a little differently than perhaps maybe you see down in the south, but uh, a lot of the women here really don't like guys that are like myself, and and I'll explain. Uh, A guy like myself, you know, we're, we're not like thugs or we're not, you know, hanging out in the streets. We're not doing things that, are um that you see a lot of black men do typically and um black women especially black women that came from or black women that come from a broken home you know a lot of dysfunctional behavior is normalized because that's all they've known so if mom never married but mom had a or mom had a bad relationship with her father and that's the, and the result of that was her father not being in the picture or the relationship soured because the father wasn't in the picture. The daughter or the, the, the child internalizes, you know, they internalize that. So when they grow up, they, this is why they're so angry and aggressive and they need, they feel the need to be strong. You know, a lot of black women say to you or say to a black man, well, I'm sh- I'm a strong sister and you can't handle me and that's why you go off to all these different races of women because you can't handle a strong... Well, what do you mean by strength? And, and you sit back and you wonder, well, why can't they exp- why can't they answer that question? What do you mean by strength? And strength isn't of, yeah. being belligerent... Oh. 
or be and 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 they take it out. And when they have children, they take it out on their children. They say all kinds of things to their children. I was in the laundromat. I think I might it might have been two or three days ago, and um, the the daughter uh, the, the the mother was was being really aggressive with the child. She told her son to put in eight quarters into the the the, the machine. The, and so he didn't know what he was doing, so he kind of put, just was randomly putting quarters into the machine. And so the mother turned around after putting her laundry into the, the, the washing machine. She snatched the quarters out of his hand and started saying all kinds of things, cuss, you know, cursing and using profanity. You know, what the around. S is wrong with you? You should have did that. And I'm Whoa. saying to myself, why do you, the, the kid, he's what, he couldn't have been no older than maybe six or, he might have been seven uh. or eight. And he looked. The look on his face kind of gave you the the impression that he was just scared. It, 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 he was just scared to death. I mean, he was just like, "Well, what did I do? I didn't try to break the machine. I just didn't know how many quarters that I needed to put inside of it." And she told him to put eight. You know, so I guess maybe he wasn't listening, or maybe he was just a little nervous about doing it for the first time. But. Or he can't, you know, not able to count because he's, you know, a lot of ch- kids that age. Well, then again, I can't use that excuse because a lot of kids that age, you know, around well, seven or eight can kid, count. Why didn't you explain and teach him how to do it instead of yelling at him? That's not going to teach him. Yeah, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you and teach I'm glad that you, child I'm glad how you to... Said how that. I'm glad you said that because the other day I was in Walmart and uh, there was a woman she just can't just have a look like she had attitude and she had her child with her. And uh, we were in the uh, the produce section, and I was with my niece, and the woman was with an attitude, she was rushing, and she had a, you know how you have the bag, you put your fruit in the bag, whatever, she had the bag, and, and the child was her, trying to hurry up and follow his mama, and she was kind of erratic, racing from one fruit to another, and then, she, and then I guess the child followed too closely, almost bumped into his mama, and she that she turned around, she that she gave the bag. She's like, "Here, make yourself useful." And I was like, "Whoa, what do you mean, make wow. yourself useful?" <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What the heck is wrong with them?" She's like, "Here, make yourself useful." I was like, "Wow, that's ridiculous." My mom never did that to us. I can tell you, my mom never cussed at us ever. Mm-hmm. I've heard her say two customers of our entire life. She's always a goody goody. <laughs> but my mom never cussed at us. Thank God. I I hear stories about how a lot of black women cussed at children and all that stuff. My mom never did it to us. She never not said one. I, I even asked her. I was like, well, look, I need to let you get on my last nerve. How in the world did not ever cuss at us? I, I can see me wanting to cuss at these kids sometimes they come at us. Of course, I don't cuss, but I can see why somebody would. I said, but oh, how did you do it? She goes, well, I just felt like, you know, I didn't want to do that. I said, I was like, wow, because I know a lot of blunts when it comes to their children. Shut that beep up. My sister cussed her kids. I don't know where she learned that from because my mama never cussed us before, ever. Like, well, it's the ever. anger that they have for the, the boyfriend. The, the, usually the boy, they don't get along with the baby's father. And I'm saying to myself, well, why did you have a child with him exactly. if you guys don't get along? Exactly. He didn't have or the, a job maybe the relationship is soured. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, but he didn't have a child. He didn't have a job when you were rescued with him. You have a child with him. You expect him to pay child support. He hasn't paid child support on his other twenty kids that he has without a job. How in the world do you think he's going to pick your child out of all the twenty kids he's got? Do you think he's going to pay child support? Do you think your child is that special? <laughs> special for him to do that? I don't understand these women these days. I can look at a guy and know that he's not good enough. I'm not trying to suck up anything, but I use my discernment with the spirit. That's not the man for me. You have to know that stuff, but that's not the woman for me in your case. Because I know you kind of wear your heart on your sleeve. I've seen some of your posts. And I understand, I definitely understand where you're coming from because. Wait, say that again, I'm sorry. Like I said, I see how you kind of. I'm not going to say you wear your heart on your sleeve, but. Yeah, I should have said that, but I, I can see how sometimes men like you can get pissed off. I've mm-hmm. seen your post and have seen how you said, you know, you know, there's no good women in the world or, you know, stuff like that or another, you, you talked to a woman and she wasn't the one. I definitely understand that because I'm just like, that's the way I feel too, They're, you know, the men. But then I think, and then I, you know, thank God I have a grandmother who has been raised in Pentecostalism all her life and she, you have to really talk to old people. They might get on your nerves, but they know what the heck you're talking about. That's why the Lord says that, you know, you got to respect your elders. Well, he doesn't say respect your elders. He calls you the elders of the church when you're sick. And that's not mean when you're physically sick either. It could mean when you're emotionally or spiritually. The Bible says to call to the elders of the church. And so, oh, I have a scripture for everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it does say to call to the elders of the church. And so elder doesn't always mean old. Elder just means chores. And so when I talk to my group, I'm like, Grandma, those are out here. They suck. And it's just like, she's like, you know, wait on the Lord. And we all, I, I'm like, Grandma, the Lord is taking too long. But she's like, if I was you, I would, you know, I would be rushing. She's like, it's okay if the guy's not for you. That's a good thing. And you didn't waste your time and energy or somebody. That wasn't good enough. You don't want to be like those five foolish versions. You want to be like the five, uh, the five wise versions, not the five foolish ones. The five wise ones are ready. The foolish ones aren't. Well, that's because, and, and I'm, I'm uh, going to cut in here. Uh, that that is because of the rap music, the the rap culture, the the gangster rap culture that's uh, that's in the black community now. We have um rap music being and and it's i, I did a uh, a show about that not too long well a long time ago actually and it was about the um rap music the rap in, the, the music industry and how rap music in particular has become um a father figure to a lot of african american youth oh yeah uh, and that, that because it's become uh, it's it's become their father pretty much it, basically it, it's become their father we 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 uh it's taken the place of an actual strong male or uh godly male figure in the home so it because uh-huh. it, and, and how do and what do i mean by that well it mean i mean that it's it's teaching our children it's giving them a a, a sense of identity it's giving them a sense of um, um, how, how what to feel and what to say and how to say it and how to how to um, interact in 
in in in in our culture, I guess you might want to say. And it's mm-hmm. not only not not only that, but it's teaching them how to dress, how to be. Um, I guess for for lack of a better term, it's it's teaching them it's teaching them how to be um, relevant in this culture. You know, a lot and of black men. It's disrespectful because a lot of those rap songs refer to women as these and other kind of words, and just it's, it's, it's disrespectful. They always talk about, oh, I'm putting my feelings in the song. How in the world do you know about bees and hoes and stuff? And you're 12 years old. What do you mean you put your feelings in the song? <laughs> Well, they know it because this is what they're being taught by the music, by the lyrics. And the lyrics and and these rappers, this is why a lot of rap, a lot of rap artists are treated the way they're treated in the black community because there's no fathers. There's no fathers to teach them the opposite of what they're seeing or what's being portrayed in these videos. And so this, this is why... A father is needed. A, a, a godly man, a godly strong figure is needed in these homes. But oh, nowadays, absolutely. you've got nothing but, you know, uh, immature, um, emotionally unstable women that are, you know, and, and they're picking the wrong kinds of men. Why would you have a child with a guy who doesn't? really want to marry you, first of all. Not only does he he doesn't want to marry you, but he doesn't even want to be with you. He's just there for a good time. And then once that's over, then he's going to move on to the next girl. The next girl is going to buy his lies. I told you I'm very judgmental when it comes to that kind of thing because it's just like these women. They know that this guy has 12 other children. Oh, but he's the one for me. He's got 12 other children. He doesn't have a job. He's not supporting his other kids. Yet when they have a kid by him, oh, yeah, everything's going to be perfect. He's going to support the child. He still ain't got no job. How in the world is he going to support the child? And then when the baby's born, he's gone. And then she's going to try to go to court to hit him up for child support. Honey, if you pay child support on those other 12 children, what in the world makes you think you're going to pay child support for yours? I mean, honestly. Honestly. What, what but it's the that? drama. Where's it's the logic? drama that Where? attracts them. It's the drama that attracts I don't know why they go after these thugs. I don't, I don't know why women like these bad guys. I never did. I never, I never dated one, and I never will. Uh, but it's, again, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the drama that drives them. It, it's what they're attracted to. It's, they're attracted to drama. They're attracted to uh, a lot of um, stress and strain because that's their environment. That's the way they grew it's up. Not just, it's not just that, but a lot of them think that they, they date a thug. Nobody will mess with them. That's like a status to them. Uh, so they feel like that man is kind of stronger. He's not a wuss. And yeah, he's so not they a weak man. They, they have a, yeah. again, yeah, they, and they have a, a dysfunctional view of what how men are. You know, they don't have a healthy view. They don't have a healthy um, idea of what a man, who a man is and how he treats a woman because there was no man in the home they, they, you know her her mother wasn't exactly. married you know she went you know her mother went through a crescendo of men you know every 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 other week or every other month there was a new boyfriend in the picture so she didn't get a chance as a child to see or there was no you know she wasn't given an, uh, a chance to set the example of how men interact with women you know all you saw was all she saw was a man going in and out of there, 
you know, different types of men going in and out of there, and then, yeah. you know, for sexual favors, and that was the end of it. I, I got David, I hate, to, I, hate to, I hate to cut this short, but I have to go <laughs> oh, because okay. my patient just called my name. But thank you for the talk, and the next time you do one of these, let me know. Of course, I might not be able to do it till like, next week because I'm about to go on vacation. So but just pray for me. There's a storm out there, but I'm still going to the home no matter what. I need this vacation. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, but um, thank you for uh, everything. Thank you for the talk. I feel like I've learned something. I hope we both learn something. I always learn something when I uh, talk to other Christians and stuff and we mingle. But uh, I need to go now and get to my patients. So, but on the next time you do that, and I'm back in town, let me know. And I look forward to picking up or talking about something else. Be fine with me. All right, then. So, uh, um, all right, well, have well, a good God night, bless okay? and, and uh-huh. uh, be safe in this storm. I will. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a good okay. night. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Well, um, I guess it's just me on the line. Uh, But as I was saying before, the rap music has become a more or less a, um, I guess you might want to call a a, uh, father figure. You know, he's taken the place of a father in the home. And so... They these rappers teach these children how to act, how to carry themselves, you know, how to interact with members of the opposite sex, and so women are drawn to that because women, by nature, are looking for a man that is going to protect them. So if there has not been an example set, or a healthy example, or a godly or biblical example set by the father in the home, see the, the fathers are the I guess you might want to call the um, the example setters or the parents, by by the way. In, in particular, the father is usually the ones that set the examples. The father comes in and marries the mother, and they have a um, a marriage. In, in the Bi- in the Bible, in Scripture, uh, God said that marriage was good. Marriage was. Um, something that God blessed. We read in Genesis chapter um, chapter 2, verses 21, and I'm going to start at 21, verse 21, actually. And the Lord God called a, caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took out one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Verse 22, And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. He, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And therefore shall man, and this is very, very pivotal, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So, God blessed the union between man and woman, and that was the first marriage. And, you know, shall a man leave uh, his mother and his father, and they shall become one flesh. 
second. 